I'm here with Takuya Yamazaki in Japan. He's a, a preeminent uh, sports lawyer in Japan. Um, if you speak to any Japanese sports lawyer or people in sport, they will immediately um, refer to uh, TAC. We're here in Phil Fisher's offices overlooking Tower Bridge. Um, TAC's nice weather, yeah? With, with, with lovely weather, yeah. um, which is great because it hasn't been so good the last few days. Um, TAC, you're over from Japan at the moment. You frequently visit Europe. Um, yeah, that's right. I believe you're over for an integrity meeting. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that correct? I'm attending the uh, integrity committee of FIFRA, uh, Worldwide Footballers Union, uh, from tomorrow. So I frequently come to Europe uh, because uh, I'm, I've been working for FIFA DLC, Dispute Resolution Chamber, and, uh, and FIFRO, and the uh, many other, um, uh, for example, Uniworld Athletes, uh, the uh, kind of many committees uh, for FIFRO. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks for popping along um, <laughs> and joining me today My for an pleasure. interview. I think there's um, a strong trend, it appears, um, at least from my perspective, seeing here in London, um, that the Asian sports market is growing, um, increasingly getting more sophisticated. Um, we've got a stream of, of people want, wishing to talk about it, who are involved in it, etc. From your perspective, being based obviously in Japan, how do you how have you seen the sort of the Asian market developing at the moment? What are sort of key things that are going on? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great question. Uh, actually, uh, you know, economy uh, in Asian countries is growing, and uh, so it is obvious that the uh, uh, you know sports business uh, or sports industries are also growing. And uh, at the same time, uh, we have to think about the, um, you know, uh, the management level of uh, sports governing body in Asia, uh, because, um, you know, some of the, um, uh, I'm not uh, pointing out a particular name, but, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, sports governing bodies are, you know, corrupt. You know, not to mention FIFA. Oh, FIFA is an uh, international body. Sorry about this. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, if you look at the Asian uh, sports governing bodies, uh, you know, many of the many of them are struggling with the uh, uh, getting the uh, uh, good management people. So uh, the the problem uh, we are facing is that the uh, uh, is uh, how to realize good governance in sports. And the uh, how to uh, you know make a sustainable uh, business model in Asian sports. As you know, uh, we have been succeeding in getting the uh, big sports event like uh, Beijing Olympic and the uh, of course Tokyo Twenty Twenty and the uh, uh, World Cup Rugby World Cup in two thousand nineteen and also uh, a Winter Olympic in uh, two thousand eighteen in Pyeongchang. So we've got a lot of the uh, you know mega sports event, but at the same time, uh, we have to uh, raise the level of management, especially uh, you know in uh, each uh, sports governing bodies in each sport. So we we got we had we have experienced a lot of the scandal uh, in Japan, for example. You know if you look at the, uh, if you look at the uh, Japanese judo governing body, or if you look at the uh, Japanese baseball professional baseball. Uh, they also they they all have experienced uh, you know massive scandals uh, in relation to the management. So um, the raising the management level is uh, crucial uh, for to develop uh, Asian sports market.
And do you see there being an improvement? So even though there are scandals developing, have you seen an incremental increase over time in the professionalism and um, uh, hopefully reduction of these scandals? Well, yeah, that's a really great question. Um, Japanese government, uh, you know, looking at the uh, uh, Tokyo 2020 or the uh, Rugby World Cup 2019, has drafted or has created some kind of a guideline to realize good governance in sports. So uh, we have learned a lot from European countries or European practice in realizing uh, uh, good governance in sports. So, uh, you know, many of European countries have uh, some kind of uh, criteria uh, or the standards which um, uh, sports, all of the sports governing bodies uh, have to obey or have to follow. So we are doing the same to improve our level of uh, sports management. So um, right now, uh, it's been, you know, really improving. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And you're... Free every time I, 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 we, we get the opportunity to meet, whether it's in America or over here in London <laughs> or somewhere else. Um, you know, I know that you're heavily involved in, in uh, acquiring knowledge and researching and, and, and this sort of knowledge sharing activities. I wondered, you're part of an expert group uh, for the Tokyo Games. Can you describe and explain? what your role is within that and how that feeds into the, 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 the whole structure within the um, National Olympic well, yeah. Committee. Thank you for asking the question. Uh, the um, uh, expert group of uh, Sustainable Tokyo 2020 uh, has been established uh, last December. So I'm a member of the uh, expert group and the, uh, what I'm doing uh, is to, um, what we are doing is to, is to um, uh, make a, a draft of commitment uh, which uh, uh, you know, uh, Tokyo organizing committee uh, have to disclose to public. So um, we, um, as an expert group, uh, have learned a lot from the uh, uh, London 2012 and the uh, where uh, the sustainable uh, sourcing code worked very well. So um, we drafted the kind of a statement or suggested statement. March this year, and uh, uh, we asked for uh, public comment, and the, uh, we got a lot of the uh, uh, reactions from the uh, NGOs or the uh, companies or uh, universities. You know what is um, important, what are needed uh, to realize uh, sustainability uh, of uh, Tokyo 2020. You kindly sent me through a link a few days back, actually, on this point when we had a discussion over lunch um, and you we would call it legacy yep. sustainability um, there's it's not just about the environment it's not just about the economics you're looking at some of the points you've got safety infrastructure health um, law knowledge sharing platforms guidelines and so forth that's quite a comprehensive um, remit to feed into how do you go about that and then what is the, you know, given that the games are so far away as well, what's the, then the, the, the structure that information is then fed in to and agreed before you deliver a public um, statement as such as what you commit to? Well, uh, obviously, a Tokyo organising committee have to make uh, a lot of contracts with the constructors or the uh, supplier or the uh, sponsors or the, uh, you know, licensees. 
So in doing so, uh, you know, we, uh, first of all, we have to, or Tokyo Organizing Committee has to create a, some kind of commitment uh, to realize the sustainability in uh, Tokyo 2020. So if you look at the, uh, uh, the practice uh, in uh, London 2012, sustainable, sustainable uh, sourcing code uh, works, worked very well. Uh, you know, they had uh, a uh, dispute resolution system on this and the, um, uh, by uh, establishing a sustainable sourcing code, all of the supplier, all of the um, you know, uh, sponsors uh, were expected to obey the uh, policy or philosophy or the uh, basic principles uh, stipulated in uh, uh, sustainable sourcing code. So uh, we, um, you know, Tokyo Organizing Committee is going to uh, do, uh, you know, the same kind of thing. So uh, uh, before doing that, uh, uh, we as a third party uh, working group will make a suggestion uh, and the, uh, uh, in order to do this uh, we uh, drafted the uh, you know the uh, uh, draft of the statement and uh, asked for a public comment and so you talk about the dispute resolution process I know that you're involved in that how does that traditionally um, in Japan what's been the sort of dispute resolution processes and what are they what are they like both let's say from a commercial perspective and then from the, the some of the elements that you're involved with within um, sport, within football or baseball? Well, it's a really great and broad question. <laughs> and it's really, you know, a little bit difficult <laughs> to answer your question, but uh, you know, uh, generally speaking, uh, Japanese people are not used to a uh, you know, fair dispute resolution system. You know, of course, we have a you know, normal court system, and uh, of course we have an arbitration system, but uh, if you look at the Japanese sports industry, uh, we don't have a, a kind of uh, established dispute resolution system. But uh, uh, in 2003, the uh, JSAA, Japanese Sports Arbitration Agency, has been established. The uh, number of cases brought to uh, JSAA is increasing uh, these days. So. Um, you know, JSA is growing, and the, uh, that means that uh, uh, people, sports people in Japan, are getting used to a dispute resolution system uh, in sports. And so, so forgive me for being naive about this. Is this because, is this because um, the, let's say, athlete is reluctant to upset their employer, um, or they're not aware of their rights, or how's how's that? I know that you've written. Um, in the past for us on, on a whole variety of different issues but particularly around the student movement in, in Japan and, and what's been going on in NCAA in America is that, what, what is the issue for, you know, for, for us you know, it seems like almost a foreign sort of concept for, for not to complain if, you're, if your rights are being infringed or if you've got a dispute of some sort with your employer yeah the, um, uh, so we have to distinguish the two issues uh, you know the uh, we were talking about the uh, dispute resolution system uh, in uh, sustainable sourcing code of uh, Olympics. This is a very uh, different kind of system uh, from uh, uh, ordinary uh, uh, dispute resolution system regarding the uh, player contract or a labor contract or something like that. So, uh, so if you look at the, uh, uh, the dispute resolution system for uh, labor contract, like uh, uh, internationally FIFA DLC or something like that, uh, we ha we don't have a, a you know 
uh, fair uh, dispute resolution system. So if you look at the um, uh, baseball arbitration, basically all of the arbitrators were uh, selected by the uh, management people, and it's not impartial. So uh, we cannot expect the uh, fair decision. And also, um, even though uh, the Japanese uh, Football Federation uh, was mandated by FIFA uh, to establish a national uh, dispute resolution system like FIFA, they haven't implemented the obligation. So, um, so we have no uh, uh, impartial dispute resolution system in relation to uh, uh, Japanese domestic football contracts. So that's the, that's the uh, situation in Japan. So, but, uh, you know, if we uh, have, if we establish, uh, for example, dispute resolution system based on sustainable sourcing code of uh, Tokyo 2020, people will uh, look at the, uh, look at how it works or the, uh, look at the um, general practice in foreign countries, especially in uh, European countries. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll, they will find the uh, uh, benefit or the um, uh, good point, strong points of the uh, those kind of system. I uh, massively expect the new uh, dispute resolution system, which uh, will be expected to be established by uh, 2020, uh, will work well and uh, will be uh, a kind of the uh, uh, stimulant of the uh, the uh, more fair system in the sports industry. That's really exciting. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be, must be great to be part of something where you think, Absolutely. you know, you can actually affect change. Yeah, I've seen, you know, a lot of the uh, development over the last, uh, you know, about 20 years, I've been involved in this, uh, uh, in sports, Japanese sports industry uh, about the uh, 20 years and the, uh, you know, uh, late 1990s, uh, I didn't expect the, uh, you know, fair, you know, dispute resolution system <laughs> in Japanese sports, you know, all of the uh, dispute resolution system was, uh, it were, you know, really, you know, uh, kind of the uh, manipulated, you know. How did you, how did you deal with that coming into it? So when you're going to go, as you said, you're, you're pushing forward for these fair and transparent systems. How do you operate in a system where, where you just know full well that you may you know, appeal to a body, but they're not impartial. They've already made the decision. That must have been quite challenging to deal with. Yeah, the um, so looking at the um, the history over the last twenty years, uh, one of the biggest changes uh, was that uh, uh, you know the the players started you know thinking about their lives or the, their uh, environment, uh, legal environment, and to compare it to the um, uh, European practice or the uh, practice in the United States. So, uh, taking an example of baseball, you know, uh, in the United States or in Major League Baseball, uh, they have a good uh, arbitration system, and the uh, uh, in many of the cases, a player won against the club uh, in relation to the uh, amount of salary or some, something. And uh, but we have no uh, such kind of system, uh, fair uh, distributed resolution system. So. Uh, uh, Many of the uh, players uh, become became aware of the uh, difference, and the uh, uh, they started thinking about the uh, you know how they could uh, make a progress uh, to get the uh, better environment uh, in relation to the uh, players' rights. So that's why 
we have ha- we have made a you know kind of the uh, big progress uh, over the last uh, 15 years. We did the strike uh, in 2004. Uh-huh. Japanese baseball players uh, were brave enough to <laughs> fight against the uh, baseball uh, owners. And uh, so uh, that all comes down to the, uh, you know, uh, raising awareness uh, of the uh, increased awareness of the uh, prayers. And so the next step forward then, so you've put together this proposal, which got, uh, hopefully, you know, the work you're doing here is going to have wide-reaching effects over, you know, a long period, obviously. It's going to be a slow process by, by, by sounds of things. What does the Rugby World Cup and the Tokyo Games mean for you as a sports lawyer then? Yeah, winning again, again these mega events, as we call them, or major events. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I had uh, many meetings uh, with uh, people uh, involved in the uh, London twenty twelve, and the many people told me that uh, you know uh, they used uh, London Olympic as the uh, good platform to realize a good governance in uh, uh, in UK. So. Um, uh, obviously, um, uh, we have to uh, use this opportunity. Uh, Rugby World Cup in uh, 2019, uh, London, uh, Tokyo Olympic 2020, as a good promotion tool or you know, good opportunity to raise awareness of uh, importance uh, to realize a good governance in sports or sustainability. Uh, you know the uh, of uh, this kind of uh, mega sports event. So um, we, as a host of uh, Tokyo Twenty Twenty, has um, you know I think has an obligation to uh, make a good precedent, uh, which uh, many of the other Asian countries uh, will follow. So um, yeah, it's it's really exciting job, and the, I'm really excited about it. So. Um, uh, you know, we have to learn from the uh, uh, experience of London Olympic or the uh, after uh, Rio Olympic. Uh, we uh, will, uh, uh, you know, investigate here, you know, what's happened, what happened there in the Rio Olympic. So uh, based on the, this kind of, such kind of knowledge, uh, uh, we will, we definitely will uh, have to, uh, you know, do the best Olympic ever. <laughs> I wish yeah. you every success, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I don't really want you to be better than London, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but, but it would be great. Yeah. Um, it sounds like um, yeah. it really is a great opportunity. And, it, and, and this is the thing, they are really expensive, these mega events, or major events, I keep mega events, but major or mega events, whoever wants to refer to them. They're absolutely. really expensive, but they do, as London proved, present an opportunity to, to create a, a, a cultural shift, whether it's for us with the, you know, particularly of note was the Paralympic, you know, the, the effect that that had and um, the development of East London. Um, you know, so I wish you every success with that. Absolutely. The, uh, we have uh, right now, uh, you know, at the timing, you know, right now is uh, July 2015. Uh, we have a big problem uh, regarding the uh, stadium, new stadium, national stadium. So um, the budget has been increased, massively increased. So uh, many people are complaining about the uh, increase of the budget. So um, y- you know, uh, we uh, we we have seen a lot of the uh, you know demonstration in Brazil or the uh, in uh, South Africa. You know, so uh, we have to think about the uh, uh, what mega sports event can do for the society. So uh, in light of this, uh, we have to be very careful in determining. 
you know, how much we, we have to, we can spend uh, for those, this kind of uh, mega sports event. And the, uh, what would be the, uh, uh, you know, legacy after the uh, Olympics. So, um, you know, that is why uh, we are, you know, as an expert group have been working very hard on uh, studying the uh, practice in uh, 2012 London Olympic. And the, uh, we have to uh, do the um, uh, sustainable Olympic. And the, uh, we have to uh, seriously think about the uh, uh, good legacy, uh, especially soft legacy over the Tokyo 2020. Yeah. Well, it's a real challenge. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not an easy puzzle to fix. But um, I wish no, easy. You, yeah. but I think I think you're a, a, the man for the job. So um, <laughs> I, I, I wish you all the, all the success with that. And I look forward to getting future updates on how that's progressing and, and your research. Um, and no doubt we'll be talking about some other key issues in Japanese sports law, but also um, more broadly about Asian sports law. Of course, uh, you know, Asia is uh, really big and the Asian is a really diverse uh, region. And the, uh, the good thing is that, uh, you, know, uh, you know, diversity uh, which we have uh, makes us, uh, you know, uh, more, you know, favorable or more tolerant or more, you know, kindful or respectful to uh, other culture. So uh, that would, it would be a strength of uh, Asian people. So, uh, you know, I'm not criticizing European <laughs> people or, or the uh, American people. You know, I, I really respect uh, European people and American people. But, uh, you know, what we can do uh, for all over the world uh, is uh, uh, realizing the uh, or respecting the diversity so sports is a good platform uh, to um, raise awareness of uh, respecting diversity. So, um, you know, I, uh, as a, uh, you know, one of the Asian people, uh, will work very hard uh, to uh, realize a sustainable Olympic and the, uh, uh, for the, you know, to, uh, for the better society uh, where the, all of the people respect others or other culture. Uh, race, uh, you know, or the uh, 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 different practice. I don't think anyone would argue with that. That's, that's a great objective, and I think <laughs> that is the power. That is the power of sport and, and other art forms as well. You know, that it, it can do that. So, um, thank you so much for your time. I'm very much looking forward to the next time we get to m- meet up when you're when you're back over. Um, yeah, thank you so much. It was thoroughly insightful as always. Um, I, I'm sure that many of our our listeners and the people reading the article, um, you know, the transcript of the interview will, um, you know, no doubt find this extremely insightful. Um, you know, and I think it's one of those. Hopefully, we're going to do more on sort of Asian sports. Or we've talked about this before because I believe that you know there's a very European centric, at least as you'd expect in Europe, though. But there really is a European centric focus, and I think there's some really exciting stuff going on in Asia, in Japan, um, and I think it's often overlooked. Um, which is something hopefully we can shed some light on. Yep. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you very much.